One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 462's After, After show. show. We're not in sync, Johnny. That was terrible. All right. Nonetheless, Johnny V is going to uh, stand down for just a little while. Well, I'm going to welcome a very special guest. I have Mike Hughes joining me. Mike, welcome to Smashbox. Thanks, Terry. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. Uh, I've been talking up a little bit about the things taking place this week. Obviously, the competition, the banquets going on. We had the uh, the uh, the ceremony yesterday, the opening ceremony. Well, you're here for a very special reason, and I'm pretty excited about what you guys have going on. So introduce yourself. Tell everybody what's going on. All right. Hello, I'm Mike Hughes. I'm the curator, uh, director, and founder of the Flying Disc Museum. Uh, we're really excited to be here this week because we are going to be putting on our inaugural collector's convention. So we've spent the last four to five months preparing all these great displays. We've brought in over a thousand different artifacts, Frisbees that date back to 1948 all up till about a week ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the full range. It's going to be super exciting to see. Uh, in addition to all of those things, we're going to have a couple of great speakers. Uh, Phil Kennedy will be talking about the history of Frisbee, uh, its origins. So all the myths and other things that are out there <laughs> will be dispelled and the truth will come out, certainly according to Phil. Uh-huh. And uh, I think another great feature is we have uh, Jeff Homburg, yeah. technical committee chair with the PDGA since 1990. And not only will he give a great presentation, but then following that, we're going to have a couple of demos, and he will be doing one, bringing all of his PDGA equipment and actually testing a brand new disc for approval. So anyone that comes will see exactly how the PDGA does it. Uh, 
Johnny, who's off screen, was going to love that because one of the things we do almost every single Tuesday here on the show is we very quickly read through as all the new manufacturers, not new, uh, any manufacturer gets a disc approved. It obviously goes into some kind of uh, process through Jeff. And then the PDGA puts it on the website and most weeks we'll kind of quickly skim through and read off. So that's, let me start there. So that's really cool that Jeff Homburg, who's out of uh, Arizona, Tucson, Tucson, He's been doing this approval process, as you said, since the since eighty nine and nineties in that time frame. Nineteen ninety, yep. And he's going to actually bring the calipers and all the other details, and then log it and give a disc all the testing that it would normally go through. Exactly correct, and could be approved right on the spot live. Yes, it will be. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, uh, and you know, from behind the scenes, right? I mean, people, well, it's PDGA approved. It's on the hot stamp. But how many people have actually seen the process? Yeah. Uh, so I think it'll be. That's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. And I, I want to backtrack just for a second. You say Flying Disc Museum immediately when I think when most people think of museum, you're thinking of a brick and mortar. You're thinking of a physical store and location. Yep. However, that's not the case. So explain what people would see in the Flying Disc Museum as Johnny finds the link and puts it in the <laughs> chat board. Awesome. Well, uh, I was a financial planner, so when I wanted to start this museum back in 2017, I spent three to four months analyzing what a bricks and mortar would do, and it was just not going to pencil out, so we thought about doing the next best thing, which was a virtual museum. So we created this um, platform, and it's at theflyingdiskmuseum.com, and we spent a year. So I went online and i actually found uh four other like-minded longtime frisbee collectors and we became the five founders or co-founders curators we spent a year putting together how we wanted our museum to be structured and uh currently we have about forty thousand artifacts and it's not just flying disc it's everything associated with the flying disc so you can look at pluto platters you can look at the latest destroyer you can look at T-shirts, trophies bags, I've given away, <laughs> trophies you've given away. <laughs> sure, you know. And what's nice about it is that because we can, we just do all of this with photographs, and then we describe them. Mm-hmm. Because it's very important for all of us who've been doing this for so long that as we age, our memories start to fade. Provenance is more difficult to come by. So we thought this is the greatest way to preserve the legacy of the game and the sport that we've come to love. And we're here to show people what it's all about and then really talk to them about becoming contributors because at the end of the day, I'd like to get 100,000 items on here. And Mm. the only way that happens is if we can get others to participate with us. Yeah. And Johnny, if you could bring it up again, uh, what's so incredible, as you said, over 40,000 different items that are out there. If I and I know Tom McManus is a good friend, good friend of the show. Uh, Tom McManus ultimately introduced me to you. Yeah. Uh, but Tom McManus has been taking discs and has been taking trophies and bag tags and all these other types of things. Like you said, so much more than just the discs. And then you guys are basically using all the uh, the various you know meta logging and, and data logging, right, to to kind of break it up. So if somebody wants to go out and search. They can go out and look for something. I, give us maybe an example that Johnny could click on. Um, you know, obviously you have it broken out by the discs and the uh, the types and the manufacturers, but even other things you could search for. Absolutely, the, the search routine on the website is pretty robust. So, 
you could search for virtually anything you want. You can search for a hot stamp, a tournament name, a disc manufacturer, uh, a type of mold. You could type in a color. You can type in someone's name. Type in Terry Miller. Let's oh, see no, Terry oh, no, oh, no. This could be trouble. <laughs> yes, because of Tom McManus, I know there are a number of items. Uh, he plays in a lot of the events that I've run. Uh, he also comes up to Wisconsin to play in a lot of different things. I guess the question is, is it under Terry Miller? Is it under the disc golf guy? Johnny, you, come on. you got to be able to find me in there somewhere. Woo, look at that. Wow, okay. Man, look at that. Yeah, and again, this is all credit to Tom McManus, who's taken – all of these different discs that either he's either won or gotten a player pack or just straight up borrowed from me to take a picture, which we'll talk about some of those um, specifics. But he then takes a picture and then puts in all that extra data so that somebody could find it. Correct. So that's why all the metadata in there is searchable. And so we set up a very simplistic photo booth. Mm -hmm. They're very cheap, easy to do, portable. Um, There's no... Uh, post-production work, and we upload the photographs. We have certain formats for descriptors that mm-hmm. tie in. So that disc, will you'll be able to see who made it, what style is it, what mold is it, what plastic is it, when was it PDGA approved, all, all the data that's important to anyone that wants to do any research on that particular item. Uh, I've got about 10,000 discs or so that I own. Where where do you draw the line as to does it matter if it's if it's old or if it's I'll say beat up or or if you know because I can't see myself if I have four hundred Ontario rocks for example but thirty three of them are black with red stamps should should someone want to put them all up or just one representation of those or what's kind of like a guideline that you would give to someone that's a great question and. It doesn't matter the condition or anything else. What we had talked about doing, what you're referring to, but at the end of the day, it's virtual and it's a photograph. Sure. So why not, if you've got 30 black Ontario rocks and all the stamps are red, if they're different stamps, we want them all. Okay. Right? So the coolest thing about it is, you know, if Google is here 100 years from the day, the fact is, is that. You know, your grandchildren's grandchildren can Google you and everything that you've been associated with. So it's not only what you upload or what my one of my greatest MVP curators, Tom McManus, will do Mm -hmm. is even if he'll upload it, he's the contributor. But he will say something like disc is courtesy of Terry Miller or Terry the Golf Guy. And any of those resources will allow you to search for that. And you're just more world famous than you already are. So, <laughs> All right. You know? So let's let's get to a couple of specifics. We won't keep you too long, but give us a couple of the, maybe some of the goodies either that they'll see uh, come Thursday night or uh, some of the uh, things that you've brought along that you could share with the world that that should wow us uh, because uh, <laughs> we don't get to see stuff like this that often. Well, I don't I don't have a lot of that, but let me say that. Um, not only do we have all the great presentations and all thousand discs on display. But we also have an ongoing trivia question, questionnaire contest. Uh, when you walk in, we have a great big acrylic case full of Frisbee minis. Okay. You can guess how many minis there are. Um, we have raffles. We have 
some other great things that we can't talk about right now. But the silent auction as well, right? Yes, a silent auction with thirty some items, thirty one items. Yeah, super rare, high quality items, and all of that goes to support the museum. Every dime goes into providing that. And I think one of the cool features, I hold it up like that. Yep, yep, perfect. Okay, if you can see this, this is a mini frisbee that is cut into thirds, and I did this little contest back in 1980, so we're carrying on the tradition. And what happens is when a competitor rolls in, we hand them a piece of mini. The first three folks who can match up this mini will win one of 15 discs that were made up limited edition just for this event. And they're as collectible as you'll get. It's a beautiful hot stamp that commemorates what we're doing here. Um, it's organic, so it fits green with the whole theme of the tournament. Sustainability and yeah, green. Yeah, so mm -hmm. um, a lot of great things that. that people can come to get. That's put out by Eurodisc. Uh, it's made in Germany, completely organic, pretty cool. Yeah, and as it says right on here, uh, Flying Disc Museum, and it's not going to focus quite yet for me. Maybe my face is... <laughs> anyway, uh, so it says Flying Disc Museum and uh, PDJ Masters Disc Golf World Championships, uh, limited edition of 15. So, yes, very cool. That is awesome. All yes, right. Indeed. All right. So contest, and I'll, I'll, that sounds also like a, a little bit of a uh, uh, icebreaker mixer here to go find the, the other two-thirds of your mini. Uh, absolutely, right? I all mean, right. what a great way to meet every all of your peers is to just walk around and say, hey, I got a red hot stamp. What do you got on the bottom? Uh, I did this, like I said, back in 1980. It was super fun. And to this day, I still have that piece of mini and the special <laughs> Frisbee I won. Uh, any any marriages as a result of this? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. I like that. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Give, a, give us a, another, uh, any other goodies that you might have that you could share and give a little background uh, for our listeners or our viewers out there. Well, I didn't really bring too much in the historic okay. uh, realm. Hoping folks will come. But I did want to share a few things. So when people become contributors and join the museum, it's free. It's very easy to do. You just have to take a few photographs of 10,000 items or go hand them <laughs> off to Tom. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we also have swag, right? So mm -hmm. we recognize the people that support the community. And if you contribute 25 items, mm. then what happens is you end up with a custom AVR from Innova with your name actually hot stamped directly in it huh. with a custom FDM logo with your number on it. So it's only 25 items and this thing you can hang on your wall and no one else has them. They are as no. custom one of the kinds you can get. That's awesome. And okay. you can go throw it if you want. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like you'd want to collect it if you're part of the collect. Okay. But uh, yeah, I would think, but uh, yeah. you know, some people are all about that. Uh -huh. And if you get to a hundred, then you have uh, what it's an 82 mold with a super special copper metallic blue hot stamp, again, with a custom label. And we also have your name and your number printed on that. It, it does not take a lot of time. And that, again, for us to con continue to grow and to continue to really kind of uh, create all the history that we want to have, we need the community support because yeah. this is for them. It's for all of us. Yeah, and as you said, permanently then stored in history and, and on the Googles and, you know, on the internets and all that stuff, uh, which will then outlast all of us. <laughs> yes. 
Johnny, if you could pull up a disc, please, just random. You could really grab any disc. Uh, I just really quickly want to talk about how, what, like, the protocol and the procedure is. There's a few uh, specific things you guys want when someone's taking a photo because we all have a phone. We all, or or some people still have their digital cameras or your phone. Right. Kind of give us a little bit of the the criteria or the process when somebody wants to submit a photo because you want some. You want it to conform, right? You want a little Correct. bit of uh, conformity here. Absolutely. It's important to us that it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Okay. But that quality doesn't take a lot of time. The disc that you're looking at, in essence, we just want to have a black background with a light up above it. That's okay. really all there is. Um, we actually have got a materials list that you could go to any arts and crafts store and spend about $30 and build your own. It takes four square feet. Um, what's important is that we don't have any support. So in this case where you have a solid disc, you can put anything behind it, a, you know, a, a book in a brick, whatever will hold that disc up. Okay. Because we don't want anything laying flat. Okay. Okay. And as long as the Frisbee is represented, its color and its hot stamp is correct, then we're good to go. So people can go onto the website. They can go under sign up as a contributor. We create a upload folder for them. They get complete access. They can take photographs with their cell phone. It's a matter of uploading them. And then I will talk to them and make sure that uh, all of the features are correct. And if they're not, we work with them until we get it right. And once you get it, the system down, you can crank it up. Yeah. As, a, as a matter of fact, you know, I, Jeff came up, Homburg, and he brought up uh, several thousand PDGA discs. And I photographed 1,800 of them in two weeks. Wow. So I am retired. Okay. So, you know, that's a difference, <laughs> yep. but it is not that hard to do. You can just go crazy. And again, these are shot by different people. And yet you'll notice that much of that is uh, very similar. In fact, one of my famous curators sitting just off camera, these are some mini shots that uh, he took. Yeah. So, you know, Lydon and Lyle, he's got it going on. Oh, and I love it because as you, when you're out on this site, as Johnny continues to flip through them, there's minis. There's trophies, there's T-shirts, there's discs. That's from the 80s in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, you know, something that's that I know very much about in that uh, particular disc. Yeah. Just the history and the preservation of being able to see these stamps and know, and, and here it is, there's a disc that, you know, was different colors but the same stamp. Uh, just awesome that you can look at the variations uh, and just what an incredible reference point. Uh, for so many people, I know that if I ever wanted to clarify something that now I could go out there and possibly look around and be like, oh, well, this stamp was from this year or, or whatever. It's it's awesome. And I, and I can't say it enough. Tom uh, has taken a ton of discs from me and he continues to then photo them and then put them up. Uh, so I'm not doing any real work yet, except That's for housing okay. some of these frisbees. The fact that you'll you'll give those to him. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great. And I would add to that. What happens is when you have historic discs actually anything in the 70s or 80s or even site, maybe some of the old discraft discs, a lot of that plastic will start to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. I've seen hot gold hot stamps turn to silver. I've seen <laughs> copper fade and crack. Sure. So what's cool is that you can go back and look at a beautiful, pristine photograph of what it was originally. And if it deteriorates in the future, okay, bummer, but mm -hmm. we have it preserved. Okay. All right. Well, my final question, um, second to last question is, Throw 
or collect throw or not throw maybe that's a better way to word because a lot of people get discs some of them never most of them for for some people will never even touch the ground or go into another hand other than maybe the box they were shipped into and then the person that received it and then it gets stuffed in another box or put in a case i have to ask you you throw in your frisbees does do you do you hold back on anything anymore uh my motto was always buy three one to throw one to trade, one to keep. And okay. so, uh, yeah, I throw a lot of them. And then you find the rare one once in a while that you just, you can't throw. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> that's uh, often the argument. And whether it's from an ace disc or a new release or and everything in between, a lot of people, when they see collector pricing and they see what goes on in a collector world and sometimes these crazy prices, they'll say, just uh, are meant to be thrown. Like that's probably one of the most common phrases that gets user. Well, that's stupid. Just are meant to be thrown. I don't know. Well, and that's fine. Go out and throw them. But guess what? Put it on your little uh, <laughs> stand. Bat- photograph it first, okay. and then go throw it. All right. Right. That's yeah. all there is. So you Take get a to picture do first. Yeah. All right. So a hundred thousand. When when we were guessing earlier in the show, when's the first time we're going to see a hundred thousand dollar paycheck in disc golf for an individual event? When okay. are we going to see a hundred thousand items on the site? Well, What's because of your support, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have 40 now, and you know that was in our, our, our fifth year. Okay. And we're looking to try to, out of 848 people, if I can get five solid contributors, right? All it requires is five, because we've got one guy, Brian McAleese, out of Pennsylvania. He puts up 15 a week. He's got almost 4,000 items in the museum. He's my rock star, besides yeah. my curators. If I could get three or four more of those, I see a hundred thousand in the next five years. Okay, I so love I'll be it. back in five years. We'll talk about it then. We certainly will. And yeah. uh, I, w- I want to look through your stash of uh, of uh, great discs as well. Uh, Sounds great. Full disclosure here, everyone. Mike graciously uh, let go of one of an Ontario rock of which I've actually never seen before, which is difficult to come by, uh, and that's because it was a hundred and fifty class. Uh, Ontario rock that had a uh, what not a four palms uh, the, the Florida four palms, four palms. yeah, yeah, Florida yeah four, palms. four palms I don't have it with me right now I wish I did uh, but it was a, a an event that was uh, what the 150 class uh, championships 150 class world championships and I've never seen that stamp on an Ontario rock that's I guess the only ones I look for I've never seen that stamp before and he graciously let one of those go and I also picked up a an early run uh, comet which rocks the ontarios and the comets fly very similar and many of you know i'll i'll throw both well not those two but i do <laughs> i enjoy throwing them uh, so i've got a brand new a one lot. for the collection <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. yeah 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 something like that we'll, we'll talk pricing later yeah. uh no it was uh, so i very much appreciate that so uh just a final thought is that uh thursday night the, this will take place it'll be right here obviously everyone that's the event is welcome to come i'm going to record it and then I'll eventually get it uh, put out on the Disc Golf Guy channel as well. So it will, people will be able to take it in after the fact if they're not here. But looking great. forward to it. First it's ever. Be great. First ever inaugural, and we've built everything so that we can do it again. And we hope that we do. So, you know, 6 o'clock sharp, come in, see everything, join all the contests, enjoy the presentations, learn a little bit, and have a good time. Uh, what, what's your PDG number? 1438. 1438. All right. All right. Yeah, it's... 1438. I think that's just 12 off of uh, Duster. I think he's 14, or he might be 1455, Duster Don Hoffman. 
uh, in Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love it. Ah, yeah, great. Thanks. All right, everyone. We're going to let Mike go. Uh, you've got prepping and other things to get done. And uh, thank you for joining. I know you had dinner tonight. So thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to checking everything out on Thursday. Thank you, Terry. All right. Appreciate thank you, everybody. You. All right. Take care. Everyone, that's Mike Hughes. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to just grab your headset. and You're going to be all good to go. There you go. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. Thanks. All right. Johnny, I don't know. I'm going to have to get in on some of that, uh, those silent uh, auctions and other things going on. Uh, so, also, I've got to find the, the remainder so of my for, mini. They're, they're looking for any mini. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Because, I, I mean, my, my most favorite mini yep. is Tom's first kill. Oh, okay. Uh, what? You don't... We, when One of the first events we ever went to in Illinois, we got... I, back in the oh, day, you would get minis. Okay. Like that was always in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, Pat Sattler and I, one of for whatever reason, the, one the minis that we got was just somebody had commemorated their first hunting kill, and so it's <laughs> okay. and so it says Tom's first kill, and it shows a it's a stamp of a guy with a deer, <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite minis. It's sitting in my mini okay. thing. I, I I don't know if uh, if it's in here, so. Well, uh, you'll have to get it to McManus or set the uh, booth up yourself so you can get it submitted. That's right. The other thing I was actually, I peeked around in here for was a couple of years ago, DD had done the signature disc of all the world champions. And I did not see oh, that sure. in there. I, I'm looking yeah. at the box, which I've never opened. It's still in the priority mail box, but I was like, hmm, that would be a very solid uh, disc to have yeah, I mean, there's, stamped in there. Uh, and you and I both know, uh, I think most of our viewers know too. Or listeners, I I have so many incredible discs that yes. that I think are unique. In I obviously, I have a ton of different stamps, uh, stamps of tournaments I've run, tournaments I've attended, uh, World Championship player packs. You know all these other things. I may not have the most uh, unique, diverse uh, you know stamp collection on the planet, but I've got a lot of really unique discs that uh, then were tucked away or were of a small run or or of a really unique run of some kind as well. So whether it's the stamp or the actual disc itself, um, there's just I could you know most times when I see Tom McManus, I'll hand him like anywhere from ten to twenty discs. He'll photograph them, and then we kind of rotate in and out as we go. And I, I could be doing that, obviously, for the next few years. And I so know it's you a, may just have to come up and grab them. The Flying Disc Museum, we obviously saw the Smashbox shirt. So that that's, I mean, there's so many more things you could add to that. Think of all the disc golf cards that are out there that could be photographed and put out there. And, you know, just the collections that are now being created. Yeah, so, yeah. Very, very uh, interesting. So it's really cool. I've known about the Flying Disc Museum for a number of years because of Tom. Yes. Uh, the fact that I got to meet Mike uh, just two days ago, uh, it was incredible to hear the whole story and, the, you know, a, a lot of what he had just told us. But uh, it's just absolutely awesome. And I just think it's such an incredible tool and resource for everyone and the more contributions that are in there the better the history will forever be preserved in looking at stamps and discs and and various years and and yeah comparing things i i just love it so uh all right uh, a couple other things on the board i'm now i'm starting to get yet another uh, minor headache here i'm gonna drink some more water drink some more uh, water, a couple sir. other things on the board i'm seeing our our good buddies Ace Run Productions, uh, which which led me to something that I didn't touch on in the regular show, which is post-production for this event, uh, is going to include the efforts 
out of Gatekeeper Media, who is out there filming F. I'm excuse me, MP40 today. So there was a a feature card of Gatekeeper Media filming MP40. FP40 is being filmed by our good friends over at Ace Run Productions. So they're doing FP40 as they just posted on the board uh, editing and commentary. It looks like it may be just wrapped up, so they're going to be looking for upload. And then Sky Heiser, I believe, is the other uh, post-production company that is officially uh, out here filming. They're filming MP50. So MP40, MP50, and FP40. And I believe, and they can maybe clarify on the board, I believe those are all getting still uploaded, though, to the PDGA Media's page. So although it's those those men and women breaking their backs, doing all that legwork, uh, they were contracted by the PDGA. So you will find all of the actual the coverage all listed under uh, the PDGA Media's face or YouTube page. And uh, somebody could clarify that, but I believe that's the case. All on the PDGA channel, yes. So something else I didn't touch on that was very noteworthy in the regular show as well. One of my other main functions and roles here uh, of this week, except for uh, in addition to seeing all these incredible people that I've I've missed at Worlds for the few years, is every day I'm going to be with Grant Zellner, and we're doing a daily recap. Today was a preview. The next few days will be daily recaps of what's taking place here at the Worlds. So similar but maybe a little bit more expansive uh, i would compare it to a tournament central that you've been seeing on disc golf network these guys have been honing in their exact process and the style uh they they did it at the tim Selinski. they did it at am worlds they did it at am nationals am nats is where i saw it yeah yeah maybe even another event so they've done it at least at three other majors and here we're doing it this week so i love working with everyone even Grant, no. I love working with everyone. Uh, and and in addition, Grant now is he's a he's the host, and I'm uh, helping out in whatever capacity. I've been I did a few of the interviews today uh, that will then get fed into the show tomorrow. So again, think kind of like a post wrap up show for like you see at Tournament Central. However, we've got way more divisions, and therefore I think a lot more conversations to be had uh, throughout the week. So. That's taking place every day. Again, PDGA Media on YouTube is where you'll find that. And I think they were putting it out on, on the Facebooks as well. So look for those to to uh, get uploaded every single day. And that's, for lack of a better term, that's kind of my main role and main function of the week. And then I'll continue to do a lot of other things to help hmm. fill in. All right. So wanted to make sure we got that plug out there. And then I'm going to touch on it real quick. Ray said something that I heard from a PDGA rep uh, right before I went live, so I don't know all the details, but Ray is touching on it on the high level, saying that, uh, excuse me, uh, the PDGA released new rules for adaptive disc golf. Glad to see the efforts of inclusion and accessibility. I'll be the first to admit, I wish we had a PDGA rep here. I think they're doing banquet stuff or editing, but... uh, Yes, uh, that was released, and I don't know a lot of the details. Did you happen to see any more about it, Johnny, um, other than the, that? I honestly, I, I did breeze through it, and there's like really six or seven main differences of obviously the biggest one is the lie, you know, taking your okay. lie. Normally, you need to have a supporting point behind uh, within about 11 inches, I believe, 11, so but about a sheet of paper is what we always say, that is adjusted, yep. that is changed okay. for adaptive play. Um, you now, I believe, uh, 
can have for, and I believe it's different for different uh, adaptive devices, but uh, for okay. a, a wheelchair, it's now uh, like two up to two meters behind your disc. And I forget exactly how wide, but then you can have the each each tire on the side of the discs to line yourself up. Um, they made some changes as far as what the TD can, I believe, suspend play for uh, as far as inclement weather and mud, you know, just mobility reasons. Obviously, it's I, I did not get the full thing. I want to go through and read it much better. I just saw a brief synopsis of it. Uh, that pointed out five or six of the primary adjustments. So, uh, again, coming coming from a a guy who has a a child with disabilities, it, it I love it. You know, different abilities, however you want to discuss it or or, or frame mm-hmm. it. it. It's it's an amazing thing. I'm really glad that we are making the adjustments for that. We can hope that you know we're, we will see more courses that can be adaptive sure. as well. That's, that's, I think the biggest part is that everybody we've, we've talked about it a, a million times. Everybody wants to create these world championship courses. That's fine and dandy, but what we need is more urban courses. We need more city courses. We need more small, uh, spas land locally here is an ex- a great example. Yeah. Where none of the holes are really wheelchair accessible, which, which is a much more accessible, even spas land could be difficult depending on the, the time of day and what's going on more, sure. uh, paved courses, you know, mm-hmm. with, a, with a good path that, that is able to be, you know, around a, a lot of areas. It's, it's going to be, I mean, I, it's, it's a long, long pursuit, but I'm very glad that we've st- taken the first couple steps to adjust the rules for this. It, it's great. Yeah. I can't, I yeah. can't, you know, smile enough for it. Yeah. I, I was blessed a few years ago in Milwaukee County who has supported disc golf largely. Uh, there, there are two facilities in Milwaukee specifically that had reached out and said, we have a little bit of an area we'd like to make it wheel. There's obviously some, and I, I don't claim to know all the details, but there was uh, you know, there's wheelchair accessible, uh, there's wheelchair friendly. There's some various terms that you don't really want to mix up. You want to know what those all mean. But they basically said, can we make something that was wheelchair friendly? Uh, and we were able to, in two different spots within Milwaukee County, uh, I had gone out and basically designed like a three-hole loop of three different holes that if someone were in a wheelchair uh, very flat, there was a paved, uh, uh, a paved trail around at, at one of them and it was much more practical um and then it was exactly for that use i was going to say too many mm-hmm. people you know you could treat it as a practice area uh as well but the the real intent of it was so that someone uh would have more accessibility to it and that was just a little tiny drop in the bucket and obviously i think we could get more expansive from there and i think that will continue to happen as our awareness grows and so on and so forth we saw scott stokely I think he had a challenge that he posted maybe on his YouTube cha- uh, channel recently about playing in a wheelchair along with uh, someone else. And I didn't get a chance to see it all, but uh, I know he had put it out there. And we know some of the efforts that Scott's putting out uh, in helping various groups and underserved and maybe underrepresented groups. So kudos to him for doing that. And it's all, it's all about that awareness and things that a lot of us probably take for granted. And I know last point, um, I worked with the uh, Wisconsin School for the Deaf 
uh, in in uh, southeastern Wisconsin at one point. And this was a full decade ago now. Um, you know, finding other opportunities, other unique instances where disc golf can get implemented. That was something that they did. And we've heard of, uh, and maybe this is within the rules, uh, the new rules, we've heard of uh, organizations also attaching uh, devices so that, um, yep. you know, somebody that's blind could still then. That is uh, allowed. Or, yeah, exactly. So awesome. All, all of it's very cool. I'm not going to claim to be an expert in any of it, but I know it's all a step in the right direction. Uh, as you said, puts a big smile on all of our faces uh, for mm-hmm. adaptive disc golf. Yeah, uh, very cool. <laughs> uh, and absolutely not practical out here. There was a comment made just last night in terms of even just being able to pull a cart. A lot of these courses out here, some rugged, rugged mm-hmm. terrain. Unfortunately, I've seen a few people and heard of a few people taking a spill and or there's just a lot of lava rock, a lot of undulation, the the you know the sand. There's a lot of factors out here. Kale um, took a so spell, all, I think, and, and, and did. R- roughed did. up his knee and his leg during doubles. Yeah, and now he's only leading the tournament, so Ugh. boo-hoo. Think of what he would be doing no, without but, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dave was his partner, and Dave threw him to that spot in doubles. It's, and It's Dave's fault. Saying, I mean, that is a strategy we don't see implemented enough is get them in con- doubles, con- convince someone to play doubles and then make <laughs> yep. sure to wreck them at doubles so you can beat them at yeah. the big event when it counts. Yeah. So, uh, uh yeah, it, pretty funny. Uh, not funny, but, uh, in the big picture, obviously kale has, uh, battled his way at least to the point where he's in a tie for the lead at the moment. Uh, someone asked earlier Philo, not in the mix. I, I did like reflect on that just for a moment again today. I knew he wasn't here, but I thought, Wow, yeah, Philo's commitment to broadcasting in Norway and at the uh, European Open takes, obviously, takes him out of the running to be mm-hmm. here to possibly earn a world title. I mean, obviously getting the, the Tim Selinski major a few weeks ago, but not even not even here to possibly win a world title. Uh, are you surprised by that, Johnny? I mean, he's obviously could be here and in contention this weekend. I guess I'm a little surprised by it, but you know, when Philo won his major a few weeks ago, he didn't, he, he had already made his plan. So it's not like he got his majors like, cool, of I got course. one. Uh, now I can go to, to Europe. Sure. It, it is a little surprising, but Philo sees the big picture for his future. Yeah. I mean, and we, we, we can say it or not. All these guys will appreciate a major title behind their name. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as a, as, as a, as a major title for in the open division. I, they all realize they all know what, sure. they, what they're playing for. So I think Philo has that a little bit in his, probably in his back pocket, you know, in the back of his head thinking it's not a world championship. It's not a, a an open major he is taking the opportunity to go overseas and he knows he'll have hopefully nine or 10 more of these majors world majors that he'll be able to attend and hopefully be competitive at, you know, he's, he's, he's a spry old guy. that Philo. Mm. (laughs) So it's a little surprising, but honestly, knowing Philo the way we do having worked with him, 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. He knows where his future is and he where he wants right. it to be. Uh, Tim says he can play next year, which obviously he can. Uh, and Dondo discuss is no surprise at all. Philo is about that money. It's straight up business move. Let's not forget this is a business. Yeah. I mean, you, you're uh, clearly you go overseas and you're part of the network and you're sitting in as a, as a color or a host color commentator or a host. Yeah. You're, you're guaranteed money no matter what, uh, no matter what the weather conditions are like, no matter what happens, Philo is going to get a check uh, for being part of those events, as opposed to being here where you're out here playing for it. So, I'm not second guessing it. I'm not. I'm not passing any judgment on it. It just is interesting for the fact that he is a very, still very much could be in that conversation. Now, if Philo were rated. I'm not ripping on anyone clearly, but if Philo were rated 960 and his chances of of winning here were were much slimmer, then maybe that decision is so much easier. But the fact that he could be competitive here, I think, is why the, the it's fair to still ask the question. So, uh, Johnny, we did we're, we didn't even talk about the ratings update. Ratings that I didn't update. Care about, but ratings um, update did happen today. So uh, it is worth uh, uh, pointing out. Ray says Kristen Tatar is rated nine ninety four. Do you get to a thousand? Will she get to a thousand soon? No. I'll just simply say, obviously, it's the math. Yeah, it, it it she plays so well and she does put up these incredible rounds, but the the hurt that the nine sixties and the nine seventy rated rounds, and if you have a couple of them in a weekend, is is impressive as it's all been. Uh, obviously, she has the best chance to get there mm-hmm. right now, but it's just math, and uh, it, it's she's still got a lot of work to do. Those last six points are going to be so hard to climbing overcome. a mountain. They're climbing a mountain with those. I believe and the ratings formula is it's a black box. We don't exactly know how it works. We have a general idea of, you know, how they get the rating once the ratings are out, but we don't necessarily know how to get the ratings. I believe I saw someone say she has to average about a thousand and six over the next four tournaments for four four, four and she, which she's never done. She's never averaged over a thousand more than I think two tournaments. And so she has to do sure. it for, for four or like for the next two months or something is what I saw. I'm not exactly sure the, the exact, but it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult because yeah. she tends, you know, I don't say tends to, that's a bad way to put it. When she wins, you know, she might put up a thousand and ten round and then two nine eighties or nine nineties and still win. Sure. But, the, but the numbers are just very difficult. 
she has, as you said, she has the best chance to do it. She's the best yeah. FPO player in the world right now. But yeah, and that's just that's some tough math coming up because based on what's dropping and what's you know she's dropping some low rounds, but she's also dropping some really good rounds. Yeah, yeah, of it's course. Yeah, it's very getting constantly very be, tough. Yeah, uh, someone had asked uh, about what did Paige get? Uh, Paige's highest rating, which was is the current highest rating nine ninety six for a woman, was nine ninety six. So Kristen, uh, two points short of that. Again, that's not something that's on probably Paige's or Kristen's mind at any point uh, in terms of they care about the, like you know the win loss columns. But yeah, Paige does have the highest official rating ever at nine ninety six. I I don't second guess if Kristen will either get to nine ninety six, nine ninety eight, or a thousand. I don't second guess that she will get there or can get there. I don't know if she will, but uh, I. I also I would definitely not bet against it. That's for no, sure. no. I, I would. I don't think she'll get to a thousand this year, but I'm not going to bet against her getting to a thousand in her yeah. lifetime until she rattles off, you know, yeah. nine, ten, ten, ten rated rounds in a row. And we're like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, that's possible too. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I just like we said, the her. math is difficult, but if there's somebody that can beat math, it's Kristen Tatar. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, she. I think has that skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I have much else. I don't know if we have any other significant questions. I will say in a completely undiscuffed related note, uh, and maybe, I, oh, I didn't get that chair out of the shot. Uh, out of, uh, no one can see it because we're, we're in a... Oh, <laughs> never mind. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> I clicked on. Now, I, I, know, I, I know I'm late to this party. I've officially now watched five or six episodes of black mirror. Oh, so you're at like season one season one, which was only three wow. episodes. So you started out with the pig episode. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wow. this, because and, what it, a starter it, that is. I remember watching that with like, with, we're not like, easing into this. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's no easing you into it. That is just drop you into a, what if scenario, uh, wild, I don't believe they get to me. That is one of the craziest episodes. There's a lot of them that make you think that I believe is one of the craziest. You're like, wow. And I haven't had a chance to get to the, the newest. Like, okay, this is what everybody's all about. Huh? (laughs) This this show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I know I'm late. I'm what, four or five years or at least four or five seasons late Mm -hmm. to the party. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, I, I, it popped up actually on Netflix and I thought I heard other people talking about it. Because uh, everybody throws out their suggestions every other day, and mm. there's a thousand of them thrown at you. Uh, so I clicked on it. Yeah, the pig episode is the first one, and uh, so now I've consumed. Uh, I, I'm at somewhere in the in the season two, uh, but anyway, yeah, of course I find it pretty interesting. It's it's been a a wild ride, and yes, everyone's been talking about how the new season is out, and that I think is what then regurgitates the conversation. Sure. So that's why it was. Um, I had never. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you a thing about it um, or knew anything about it. I just knew a lot of people were talking about the new season being out. And when it if, popped up, I clicked on it. If you want a palate cleanser after that, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, the TV the story s- of Britney Spears. No, the That's TV series. Good. I think you should leave. No, I'm already watch watching that one. I oh, think did we've you? talked okay. about this a Perfect. little bit. Yeah. Right, good. Uh, that one, I, that I, one is very quirky. And I, think, I love it. I, love I think it. my I love challenge it. is, 
I feel as if too many of the skits all funnel, not all, a lot of the skits funnel into the the same um the same uh not methodology, that's not the like word I'm looking bizarre. for. Bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. They kinda all they funnel into a very similar path by the end which largely involves him just yelling really loudly at a lot of people and it's funny but yeah. it, it it feels like it's what's the word i'm looking for not t- not tip stereotypical but they they just kind of eventually channel or... it yeah a little bit repetitive mm. but and i haven't overall, caught the newest yes. season yet so i, I do want i do want to catch the i'm way back one, but... i'm yeah i don't know how many there are but i'm still back on like season only, two or three there's only three seasons so Oh, okay. Well, then I'm in. I must be in season two still, uh, somewhere in there, because I know I'm not on the most current. Yeah, the the one uh, did you the guys one sign that up? I love to keep watching is Coffin Flops. I laugh every time. I'm almost in tears. Yeah, that yes, one, that, one of the funniest things. Good. And him uh, in the hot Ray, dog suit. Gotta love it. Uh, Ray says, "Did you guys sign up for Threads? What are your thoughts? Elon versus Zuck is something. Uh, um, yeah, Threads. I mean, Johnny, you had a quick take on it, and and just like Twitter, though, I can like go on it." look around for an hour and then forget about it for three days. That's just, I'm not that invested in obviously either of them, but I'm more invested in Twitter still only because like most of the people who I follow haven't moved over to threads. Cause sure. I follow a lot of disc golfers on, on Twitter. So mm-hmm. some of them have moved over to threads. My problem with threads is that it, Makes too much sense. <laughs> no, like it's almost like you don't have enough content because every time I go there, I'm seeing content from people I don't know or I don't care about. Yeah, and call it a silo that I want to just see the people that I that I follow until they get sure. a feature where it says, "Hey, these are the people I follow. These are the only ones I want to see." Um, and then if after I get through all the updates, then maybe show me suggestions. But right now I'll log into it. And sometimes it'll be like, Oh look, my good buddy has posted. He posts on threads once every couple of days. Otherwise it's like, Hey, look, here's NPR. Here's Fox news. Here's AOC here. It's just like, I, I don't need Here's somebody I've never heard of. Here's, here's somebody posting a thirst trap picture. It's like, I don't need this stuff. You know, if I want to watch, if, if I want that stuff, I'll go to TikTok, Right. Um, yeah, I, I, so until they get an option and they say they're going to, or I can just filter it out by the people I follow, it's less interesting to me. Um, and whereas of Twitter, I can still do that as much as Twitter. Again, if you keep social media to exactly what you need it, which is how I have Twitter or I'm not delving out into the craziness too much. Twitter still works for me. Threads threads is working, but eh, so I feel about both of them. Uh, as nothing more than maybe some kind of timestamp for another decade from now. Uh, I just looked and it says that uh, Threads now has 104 million users. So nothing for nothing. Clearly their downloads was very impressive. It ex- I think it exceeded all of their expectations. Oh, it blew them um, out of the water. Yeah. And so the fact that you're seeing some of that. Now, whether this all translates into anything ever that we all have to worry about or care about, of course, Pick your poison when it comes to any of your social medias. But uh, again, timestamp saying, yeah, here we are roughly a week later, if even, and, you know, 100 and, 104 million downloads. So, yeah, something could be said of it. Also, something to be could be said of Ray Zerhausen. Zer, Zer, wow. Zerhausen. I'm getting Zerhausen. Zerhausen. 
There you go. Thank you. He said, uh, just making sure the super chat still works. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like it's been hibernating and we need somebody to wake up the bear. So thank you. We appreciate that uh, for jumping on there. Um, Johnny, you can start getting a Patreon giveaway ready. I have a Patreon giveaway ready, Terry. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on as well. And for tonight's um, Patreon, Terry's going to swipe something from the Disc Golf uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, from flying the disc flying Museum. Disc golf museum. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you at least a third of a mini. <laughs> you just have to find who it uh, connects to. Um, uh, while you do that real quick, also, uh, we'll see how things go. My channel might have some additional bonus content. Uh, I'm working on some of those details uh, to possibly get stuff out as in addition to what I just said I was doing. And then that may or may not also lead to any other nightly updates or shows that I may or may not do. I, I really love the idea, honestly, of doing them, but then you get caught up in the madness that is this week and it's tough to actually pull it off. So, uh, I can't make any promises, but I, I should do something. Maybe, maybe there'll be a Facebook live or an Instagram live to share some of the experience. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dip into something a little less of a lift and a little less formal. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens over the next few days as well. And before we get to the giveaways, I have to send a huge, huge thanks. Uh, Dan, Robin, Jamie, uh, basically my host uh, out here, First Light, uh, the crew. Um, I, I am coincidentally staying in the same lodging area there as chris Oric from tennessee who shot a good round today he's just one or two off the pace along with dave felberg so uh i i will be getting all of the good inside scoop on everything i need to know about this world championships uh we are at a place 10 minutes west of little america and uh they i just i cannot say enough about uh, Dan, Robin, and Jamie, who are are my primary hosts here this week, it's uh, it's been incredible. So thank you, thank you. You guys may or may not be watching. You may or may not be enjoying a beverage, but thank you guys. Uh, yeah, this week is is already been awesome. So I appreciate it. All right, Johnny, bring on the giveaways. Bring the on giveaway. the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Make sure to add that TV in there, unlike Terry did in his social media posts tonight. Smashbox TV. For as little as a dollar a month, you can be eligible for our weekly giveaway, which we do weekly, which is why we call it the weekly giveaway. Um, If you're you're not a Patreon member, you can go to Smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways. But, gosh, you got to do that every single week, and... And then next week after it's, you got to do it again and you got to do it again. It's easier just to become a Patreon supporter. Yeah. A whopping dollar, a whopping you dollar. In. I would, we would love it if for as little as, you know, a fancy cup of coffee, a couple of gallons of gas, uh, you know, a, a two bottles of sunscreen for Terry a year, yeah, less than that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying a year, like two bottles Ooh. of sunscreen a year and, and you can help support <laughs> and save Terry from any skin cancer. So please. Yes. For, I need it. If if you're not a Patreon supporter, you're basically killing Terry Miller. That's Ouch. how it works. So yeah, the headaches Patre- already set in. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Tonight, we have 138 people eligible for our giveaway. We're going to give away something from Terry's stash. Maybe something from Pro Masters Worlds, if you can pick something up there. I can't promise that, but we'll... I could uh, probably swipe something at the Fly Mart. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, God, just just five finger discount, Terry. <laughs> like, what are these? But it's old... for a good cause. It's, yeah, exactly. It's for a good cause. Just tell these old it's people it's for a good cause. Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I won't 100- be stealing anything. I know there's a couple of haters that this will get, you know, clipped. <laughs> yes, Terry would. Terry said he was no. going to steal. All right, 138 people. Terry, what number should we draw? What clearly we- three is the magic number. You need a third of the mini to make that magic happen. When we were talking to Mike earlier tonight, the first so. number is 87. Three. The second number is 120, and our third number is 75. 75. I sorted it by first name. 75 is in the Jays. Oh, it's uh, Yuhani Rautinen. Nice. I was going to yeah. say, I wish it was Webb Warren. He's already here. I'd just go steal oh, something just... from one table and hand it to him. <laughs> You'd steal something out of his bag and give it back to him. <laughs> Congratulations, Webb. I stole I this from you. I wasn't going to give it back. Put your name on and it. now I am. <laughs> uh, Webb, uh, I see you on the board. Uh, good to see you this week. Uh, best of luck the rest of the week to you as well. Uh, yes. Your web. Good luck, Webb. Johanny, yeah. congrats. Uh, yes, we will get something out. I sent out a few more last week. I know um, somebody had asked about an older one. I got a few new uh, addresses recently. Uh, I sent out a few before I left this week, and when I get home, I'll have a few more to send out. So uh, if you if you are missing anything, again, send it directly to me. Uh, send your address. Don't even mess around and be like, hey, I didn't get something. Just when you send me that email, if I do owe you something or if we owe you something, send me the email, terry at prodiscgolfer.com, and then put right in there your address because if I you haven't sent it to you, there's a good chance I don't have your address. So we can just skip one of the emails that would then uh, transpire. Send me your address and then uh, I'll make sure to get it out. So awesome. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else pressing on the board, but uh, I'm not seeing anything. I saw Mike was out there tonight. Mike Durko, old school. Appreciate you, Mike. Uh, a lot of our regulars, as always, Artie, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And Ray and uh, Webb, along with Tim Quartz. Tim's here every night. Love along it. With Ryan Pilcher. So all of you guys, we we very much appreciate you. And again, Ray, thanks again for the super chat. I'm looking forward to a hell of a week. I'm not going to lie. It's been so much fun just getting here a few days ago, seeing all of these people that I, that Johnny, you and I used to either play with or compete against. And, yeah, I'm, um, of, of all the places all, you're going, I'm jealous of this one almost the most. Yeah, it's... uh it's been so fun. And then, and then in addition, just all the kind souls that have said hi, that have introduced themselves, that have, that have wanted a picture, an autograph, whatever it's been this week. Uh, there's, there's been such an outpouring of love and support while I've been here and I absolutely love it. And I'm, I'm glad to be here for it. This is, uh, this has been pretty cool. So, uh, Ray says, how many on-air personalities have been on DGN as host or on the course? That's fun trivia. How many on- have been on DGN as host? As host or on course? Hmm. Yeah, I, there's probably a few buried that, uh, and not in a bad way, but a few that, you know, maybe we're in for a weekend or two or filled in or whatever. Yeah, that would be a fun How question. How far back do you go? Do you just together. literally go DGN or do you go back to Smashbox, Smashbox? before it was? Or even... I mean, you want to go back to Disc Golf Planet? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where where you cut, drawing these but, lines? But it's. Uh, I would say if Dando, I would draw the line at the Pro Tour, DGPT events and forward twenties like twenty sixteen or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Dando says we need a PDGA retirement home for all the old PDGA geezers. I'm one of those those geezers. My PDGA is t- two six nine three nine. 
Oh, young buck there, buddy. Two six. Yeah. Johnny's <laughs> fourteen three two four. Yep. I'm ten seven three eight. Yeah. Hey, you ain't that old. There was there was a old. a card at this event where I believe three of the four of them were under a thousand, maybe even under a hundred. Yeah, are you thinking about uh, Tita Ugalde and in, in the F? Uh, uh, hold on a I'm second. To think of I, I can I can find it here for us in in a second. Um, oh crap! Of course, it's going to make me log. Now that now. they've been sorted and everything else, it might yeah. be a little more difficult. But yeah, I mean, there's some there's some unbelievable, you know, some uh, very low numbers here, as you would expect at a Masters Worlds. It's uh, yep. it's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, so many of the David Johnson. PDGA 44, Michael Snap Conger, PDGA 60, Mark Horn, PDGA 67, and then the guy who, you know, the young gun who's going to come in and dominate the field, Charlie Mead at PDGA 1980. (laughs) Yeah. Who signed up coincidentally in 1980. Uh, So a little fun piece of history I learned yesterday. I mean, yeah, I I made that joke. It's like, yeah, Charlie Mead's coming into this division thinking I'm the young guy at 1980. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, wild. Yeah. Tita, uh, Ugalde, uh, Hall of Famer under uh, under 100 um, as well. Yeah, there's there's clearly a ton of legends uh, in so many ways here. Uh, PDG number three regularly shows up at our putting league with Tita and Mark Horn. I talked to Mark uh, and his wife last night. Um, saw them as well at the meeting. Uh, obviously, you're talking about Stork. Yeah, uh, he he's one of the easiest to uh, remember and recognize for sure, and one of the greatest uh, humans on the planet. And such a blessing to all frisbee and disc sports, not just disc golf. So, all right, I could go on and on and on about all of our legends, but uh, yet again, congratulations to all of our Hall of Fame members that that class of 2023, all five of them. Congrats. Uh, there was a couple aces. Zach Meeker is the name that rings a bell that I talked to briefly today. He aced hole 12 uh, out here. Congrats to him and anyone else that got aces. Everyone stay safe. Have a good week out here. Stay hydrated. Take your time. Move you know, gingerly, not only the course, but also the altitude and the conditions. Uh, be careful with that. Uh, while I'm at it, I'll just throw in the, the bonus tip of uh, quit bitching. Uh, enjoy, enjoy why we're all here and, and each other's company and presence. Um, I heard more complaining than I thought I would day one and it disappointed me. Mm. So please take a deep breath, enjoy one another, enjoy the world championships, uh, because it's, it's definitely something special, whether it's your first or your 41st, just let's, let's enjoy each other in our time here. I'm going to call it Johnny from Flagstaff, Arizona and the PDGA amateur and professional masters world championships big shout out and thanks to mike hughes another incredible human who i just met this week uh and and what he's doing with the flying disc museum uh couldn't be more honored to help spread that message and share the word tom has been asking us to do so and i'm glad we could so for johnny v i'm the disc golf guy i'll see you the rest of the week from some hot sunny fairway in arizona in flagstaff we'll see you next week though when you step inside the smashbox 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 